D F S. It is Friday, December 30th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week 17 fan duel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Shop. With me as always, Jared Smola. Jared, we're back to doing fan duel separate from DraftKings, so it's going to be easier to sort through the guys, especially easier, I think, at quarterback, because a lot of times on DraftKings, we focus on the cheapies, and then we get over to FanDuel, and it's like, eh, I don't need the salary savings as much. Still, a 7K quarterback is going to be the primary guy for me, I think, here. It's not quite as clear as it is on DraftKings this week, but I want to hear who your favorite quarterback is for FanDuel lineups. Yeah, you know, I started building my cash team here with either Trevor Lawrence or Jared Goff, who I'm assuming are the 7K quarterbacks you're referring to. I think I might end up playing Teddy Bridgewater, though, for 6,100. It's just he's so cheap. He lets you do so much in your lineup. And um, I, I'm you know, I'm just taking a shot on a quarterback with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell as his weapons. We talked about in the drafting show, too, this Patriots secondary, all sorts of banged up. You know, they might be missing three guys out of their, their secondary. So, you know, it's it's not that I think Bridgewater is nearly as strong a play as Lawrence or Goff, but it's it's, you know, salary base and, you know, what he lets you get in. Well, so I'll be curious to hear exactly what he's letting you get in, because that's often not something that we're too worried about on FanDuel. I certainly can't argue with the upside. And by the way, if your name is Jones and you're a defensive back for the Patriots, then you're probably hurting right now. Jared Goff, 7,400 against the Bears. I don't think you really have to make the case for him that much. He's been very good over the past seven weeks now, I believe it is. Facing a high upside matchup, facing a game that went to 61 points in their first matchup. It's the high game in this week's projections as well. So Jared Goff, a strong play. Justin Fields on the other side at 8,400. You know, there's obviously the rushing floor to him. There's a ceiling for him in this game. He's our number three quarterback overall in our rankings for the week. So if the salary doesn't end up mattering there, I think he's certainly as strong a play as anybody at quarterback for cash. For sure. Yeah. Fields and play for cash fields and play for tournaments. You know, he's 14% projected ownership on FanDuel, but I, I want to get some Justin Fields in DFS this week. And I, I think he's a better value here than he is on DraftKings. He fields went for 40 points, 40 FanDuel points against Detroit when they played last time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes hasn't even shown 40 point upside this season. He's topped out at 35. So I just think fields has an unmatched ceiling in this matchup. So even at the high ownership, I'm going to, I'm going to play him some in FanDuel tournaments. Yeah. And the Panthers went for 527 yards on these lions last (laughs) week. So clearly there is, there is no ceiling in a good way for this one. Trevor Lawrence. I like this week, but I can't see playing him at 7,800 in a matchup that has been negative for passing scores as opposed to Jared Goff for 400 less in a better matchup. Yeah, I mean, the argument for Lawrence in tournaments is that he's about half the ownership of Jared Goff, and I definitely think it's you know, possible he outscores Jared Goff. So I, I think I'm going to consider Lawrence in tournaments just be, just because of the ownership and just how good he's been and you know, how, how much I believe in him in that offense at this point. And then, yep, Teddy Bridgewater, 3% projected ownership. I think he, he's worth considering it on the tournament side as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with playing some Lawrence in tournaments, uh, referring to playing Goff over Lawrence in cash. I like... Lawrence plus Evan Ingram, both were in single digits for projected ownership. I won't be surprised if Evan Ingram climbs there uh, and he enters Sunday as one of the most popular tight ends. That's not going to keep me from playing him, but it's worth factoring in. You could also put those guys with Travis Etienne and just bet on an ultimate ceiling game. Obviously, the better bet is that we don't get ultimate ceiling from a running back and ultimate ceiling from the passing game. But I think this particular matchup, the way Jacksonville's playing, you know, playoffs, like 
coming into view for them. I think there's po- there's a possibility that we get this like 35 point game from Jacksonville and everybody gets there. I still think ETN can catch the football too. I know um, we haven't Doug seen Peterson him a lot of it this season, but <laughs> they called they called a screen for him in that Jets game last week. They went for like twenty yards. I was you know maybe they'll they'll see that that actually worked and call some more of those. If you do play Jared Goff, I would go ahead and pair him with Amon Ross St. Brown plus DJ Chark at five percent ownership and a six K salary plus yep. Cole Komet at fifty three hundred. He is tied for the top ownership projection among tight ends right now. That would generally probably make me fade Cole Komet, but I just think if you're building this game stack, then we probably yes. are getting passing as well as Justin Fields running, and Cole Komet is is clearly just the easiest pass catcher to bet on on that side. Yeah, I definitely would not play Komet unstacked at that ownership, but I definitely like him as a run back on your golf teams. Plus, if you have all those guys in your lineup, you're not going to be motivated to play DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't like Swift on uh, FanDuel here with the half PPR. All right, so for running back at cash, what do you like? Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey's 9,500. I don't think he's as strong of a play on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings. Um, just, you know, with the half PPR here, the the price tag and he's not as big a value um i like james connor on Fanduel at eight thousand bucks you know seven, he, he has one of if not the best role among running backs in, in the entire league right now um 17.7 carries 5.2 targets over his last six games he's averaging almost 19 Fanduel points per game over that span and gets a plus matchup against atlanta they're 26th in adjusted points allowed to running backs travis Etienne, we talked about i think he's a good value at 77 hundred bucks, um, you know, with, with the type of role he's been playing for the Jags. And then I, I have Miles Sanders here. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see about the knee injury. He's, he's currently checking in as our top value at running back on FanDuel at 6,800 bucks. Um, he got 21 carries last week. The Saints run defense has been struggling lately too. Um, they're 22nd in football outsiders run defense DVOA over the last five weeks, giving up 4.4 yards per carry to running backs over that span. So you playing Miles Sanders in cash, you're saying if he, checks out health wise in Friday's yeah. practice. Yep. I prefer Tyler Algier 6,700 against the Cardinals fifth in adjusted fantasy points allowed or the Cardinals against running backs, Brian Robinson, 6,900 against Cleveland third and adjusted fantasy points allowed you mentioned Travis Etienne, James Connor, of course, a very strong play this week. One guy that surprises me with how popular he's running is Kenneth Walker. The jets have allowed just two total running back touchdowns since week yeah. seven, both of those by Minnesota. They're just under four yards per carry allowed to running backs for the season. So it hasn't been an upside matchup Four running backs all year have reached 15 half PPR points on the team. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about that scoring ceiling, obviously that applies more to attorney lineup than cash, but we also want somebody that's a good bet to score us some good points at running back on the cash side. And I think that having Kenneth Walker as one of the five most popular running backs is ignoring the downside that he just has a bad game here. Yeah. I mean, 6,700 bucks is a good price for a guy who's, you know, getting 75% of his backfields work. I think that's the argument in favor of Walker, but I, you know, I prefer Sanders Robinson and LG are straight up this week and they're all, you know, priced pretty similarly. Exactly. And then when you see the ownership, we switch over to the tournament side. I think that makes Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier even more popular. Robinson tied for ninth in ownership projection at the moment. Tyler Algier tied for 11th. So they're not truly sneaky, but they're certainly down at the level where you're not worried about too much of the field having them. And the upside is uh, very nice for both players. 
for sure. I think those are my two favorite plays for FanDuel tournaments. Um, you know, Miles Sanders, 11%, Travis Etienne, 14%. I think you can still play those guys in tournaments as well. Last guy I have here, and I talked about, I've, I've been chasing Mike Evans at wide receiver. I've been chasing Dalvin Cook at running back. And, you know, the one big game he had recently came off the main slate. I, you know, I, I had some of them on that. Was it a Saturday slate or whatever? But um, you know, he's coming in at four percent projected ownership at eighty three hundred bucks. He he's he's getting you know workhorse usage in this backfield in terms of snap rate and in terms of you know uh, touch share. The Packers run defense. The Packers are first in Football Outsiders pass defense DVOA over the last five weeks. They're thirtieth against the run, allowing five point five yards per carry to running backs over that span. So you know, it definitely sets up as you know what should be a, a you know potentially a bigger game for cook than it is for the the Vikings passing game. Yeah. I'm not going full fade on $8,000 James Connor just because of his high ownership here. Cause I do think that there's monster game potential, but mm-hmm. I do like Dalvin cook as a pivot in the same price range, 8,300 far lower ownership, 21.2 opportunities per game over his past five. And that matchup with the Packers who have been very bad in run defense, eighth and adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back. So we know that there's upside. We know he's been getting opportunities. Really. We just need touchdown luck. If he gets a couple scores here, he's, yep. you know, it's a game that's helping us for sure. Wide receivers for cash, Jared, what do you like? So I'm starting with Amon Ra St. Brown, um, who is, you know, one of the guys playing Bridgewater lets you get in rather than going, you know, three cheap wide receivers, St. Brown, eight plus targets and, Nine straight games. Um, he went for 17 Fando points against the Bears earlier this season. Didn't even score a touchdown in that game. So I, he's just super safe, I think. Um, I'm going to play Zay Jones in cash. Uh, 6,300 bucks on FanDuel. You know, disappointed last week, obviously. A tough spot against those Jets outside corners in, in bad weather. Previous five games for Zay Jones, 10.2 targets, 7.0 catches, 83 yards, four total touchdowns in those five games. And we've talked about this Houston matchup. They've been good against wide receivers. They're actually a neutral matchup, though, for outside wide receivers. They've been much, much tougher against slot guys. Um, Zay Jones has played about two thirds of his snaps on the outside this season. And that matches with PFF grades, by the way. Um, It was Desmond King playing in the slot at corner for Houston early in the season. He moved outside with other injuries, but Tavier Thomas has played well in the slot lately too. So they're playing well in coverage. I like Zay Jones as part of a 6K trio um, he's at 6,300 Juju Smith Schuster's at 6,800 Alan Lazard at 6,200. And I mean, you know, like might be a strong word for how I feel about Lazard, but I'm talking myself into him being solid here. Assuming that Christian Watson is not playing in this game. We have had three games for Lazard of five catches, 57 plus yards among the past five, five touchdowns earlier this season. So he hasn't been scoring lately, but we at least know that he knows where the end zone is. I don't think he's attorney play. I don't think he and Aaron Rodgers have, ultimate ceiling but if i can get some 6k number one wide receivers for their team this week i like playing that in the middle of my lineup yeah definitely on board with juju he's a cash play for me and then yeah, that's kind of a decision point with the quarterbacks would you rather play lazard with a jared goff or would you rather play amon ross st brown with teddy bridgewater chris godwin 7600 also in play fifth in our dollars per point he's at least 600 dollars cheaper than the four guys in front of him in that category. 13 targets in the first Panthers meeting. Of course, that one loaded up on passing volume because the Bucks were trailing desperately. But he has one game of fewer than six catches since his week four return. And he had five catches in that one game that was below. So he's just been a great bet for opportunities every week. On the tournament side, A.J. Brown at 8,400 against the Saints 
is coming in at single digit ownership. And obviously Devonte Smith had the bigger game last week, but AJ Brown didn't exactly struggle six catches for one Oh three on eight targets. So I think there's a little bit of, of sneaky potential to him at that ownership projection this week. Yeah, totally. He's our fourth best value at wide receiver coming in at 5% projected ownership. We know Brown has the upside to lead all wide receivers on this slate in fantasy points. As you said, he, he had a nice game last week. The touchdowns just happened to go to Devonta Smith. So I think Brown is an awesome tournament play at that ownership. Um, Mike Evans, I'll mention again here, 7,500 bucks, uh, 3% projected ownership on FanDuel. Um, I, I still, I still think he has the potential to, you know, score a 20 to 25 FanDuel points. Um, and then Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, we talked about him as a cash play, but at just 9% projected ownership as the clear lead wideout for this Chiefs team, I, I definitely think he's a he's a really strong tourney play. So Chris Godwin's only $100 more than Mike Evans, and he's yep. also in single-digit ownership. I'm going to have a really tough time getting to Mike Evans here. I think you're getting I think you're getting of, caught in the sunk cost fallacy with Mike I, Evans. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> all of, literally all of, not literally, but the vast majority of Chris Godwin's targets come like two yards down downfield like I, he's super safe but I, I still think Evans beats him in ceiling uh, I don't think so with the way that they're with uh, how often they're getting targeted at this point and I'm, I'm not sure how far down the field Tom Brady can see at this age so uh, maybe that's part of the issue DeAndre Hopkins is worth mentioning 8100 bucks 11 plus yeah. targets seven plus catches in each of Colt McCoy's four games five percent projected ownership so I mean DeAndre Hopkins himself has upside. The matchup has upside. We can yeah. see that clearly. The ownership is down, at least in part because of what happened last week. And playing him could be leverage off of that high James Connor ownership. So if you don't want to play Connor at, you know, along with a fifth of the tournament field, you go over to the wide receiver for his team. You take a shot that they just aren't successful on the ground, or maybe even James Connor gets hurt. DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. we know, has, you know, 100 yard, one touchdown, two touchdown upside. And you can get that at low ownership this week. Yeah, my only thing with Hopkins is the ceiling. Like eighty-one hundred bucks, you you need you know at least a hundred yards and a touchdown of him, which he's he's done once. You know he's he's topped sixteen point seven Fando points only once this season. That that'd be my only hesitation. Like I, it, it's tough for me to play Hopkins over AJ Brown at similar prices and, and pretty similar ownership. I can agree with that, but uh, we're taking chances here to try to win the big prize. DJ Chark, I can't finish the category yep. without mentioning him. Six thousand five percent. Over 90 yards in three of his past four games, two touchdowns in that span. So, you know, not the ceiling of, of the guys we were just talking about, but in that 6K range, as much upside as anybody else that's going to be near him in price. Yep, I like it. Tight end for cash, Jared. What is it? Evan Ingram, of course. Yes. Um, I think it's pretty easy. 5,800 bucks. He leads all tight ends in targets, catches, and receiving yards. Over the last four weeks, he's second among tight ends in touchdowns over that span. Texans 19th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. Ingram caught six balls for 69 yards on 10 targets against them back in week five was definitely a big part of their game plan in that one. And I I think he's going to be a big part of their game plan again on Sunday. Yes, definitely agree with him as the cash play here on the tournament side. I mean, Travis Kelsey is always in the, in the mix here. You're going to play him some, but otherwise Pat Fryermuth at 5,700 is a potential pivot off of Evan Ingram at lower ownership. He looked better Last week with Kenny Pickett back, Kenny Pickett doesn't target Deontay Johnson as much. This matchup with Baltimore. Oh, wait, this matchup got flexed to Sunday night, right? So Friar Moose you know, not in the main slate. Yeah, but, but no, but I'm looking, I'm, I'm wondering if our site was wrong, but I'm, I'm on FanDuel and I'm on the Sunday Million, which is their big contest, and they have the Steelers Ravens game in there. So I'm, I'm, oh, you know what? And they don't have, 
the Chargers game, which I think was the original Sunday nighter. I, I'm not sure if they just never made that switch, which they usually do. Yeah, I was confusing so, myself there because I know that I picked yeah. these plays from the lineup generator directly. Yeah. So I want, I guess maybe that they set the slate that way. And then once they set the slate, they don't change it. I thought it was farther yeah. ahead that they had to flex games, but I don't really remember when that move was made. So yeah, I guess we're getting an abnormal slate here and getting that Sunday night game mixed in. Probably, I mean, it must be on both sites. I don't even remember if we had any Steelers on the it, other one. It's it's not on DraftKings. But it is here. And again, no no Chargers Rams. So I can't lose more money on Justin Herbert this week on FanDuel at least. Sweet. So there you go. Pat Fryermuth, 5,700. Got lots of targets last week. This matchup with Baltimore is one that has favored tight ends versus wide receiver. It's a neutral matchup for both in fantasy scoring at this point. And like I said, potential price pivot off of Evan Ingram at lower ownership this week. Yeah, I like it. If you want, you know, you get the Sunday night sweat too, which is which is always fun. I like David Njoku in tournaments as well. You know, he's two hundred dollars cheaper than Evan Ingram coming in at just six percent projected ownership. He Njoku has twenty targets over the last three games with Deshaun Watson. He's fifth among tight ends in expected fantasy points over that span. So he's getting good usage. He's a he's an awesome player, which I think he's shown this season when he's been healthy. Um, so I think he's a nice shot to take in, in tournaments. And I was talking about Ingram in ownership terms, but looking at the numbers right now, he's not particularly high there. It's yep. Cole Komet in that price range who is the one that's too high, quite frankly. So I would play either Evan Ingram or Pat Fryermuth over um, Cole Komet just as standalones, you know, without considering game stacking. Yeah, I didn't realize Komet was 19%. If that's going to be the case, I, I don't even think I'd play him on golf teams. I think I'd just full fade him. I don't know. I think I still kind of like him on golf could, teams, but certainly not yeah. a must play, I would say. You could play David Montgomery as a run back on golf teams. Mm, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my ultimate goal, I guess, you know, it could get there as a Bears scoring a lot of points and Detroit catching up. But I think it's more likely that Detroit scores a bunch of points and the Bears are chasing. So, you know, if you're playing it both ways, I can see it. I just, yeah. among all the options, David Montgomery is not the one that excites me on ceiling potential. Yeah, I, mean, I think the Bears are still going to run the ball even when they're chasing. But the problem with Montgomery, he's seventy five hundred bucks. Um, yes, that's definitely a you problem. Could, you could play. I mean, you could play Lion Stacks without a Bears run back too. I think that's yes, viable. I agree with that. Did you throw out Tyler Conklin already? I kind of got lost in all this Sunday night talk. Nope not not on, not on Fanduel. 4,900, 4% ownership, league's top scoring matchup for tight ends. Uh, the Jets, like I said, just simply a better passing team with Mike White than with Zach Wilson. So I think if that salary matters, that's somebody that you can save some extra salary on. Plus, I mean, I don't know that Cole Komet has more upside than Tyler Conklin. So even if it's just a price pivot in the same range. Yeah, I mean, the, the Conklins and the Jelani Woods we talked about on DraftKings, they're not as big a bargains here on Fando. So that's why I'd rather stick with Evan Ingram, the, the David Njoku tier, but um. I, I, I do like Conklin if the 800 bucks matters. Well, yeah, and we also need targets a little bit less here than we do on DraftKings. So if he can just get in the end zone on even three catches, then yep. we've made it more than we did on DK. Yep, agreed. Defense, Jared, what's your favorite? Well, the Niners are properly priced here at 5K. Um, yes. Now, we have them at just 2% projected ownership. So, you know, I'm not getting there for cash, but um, if they're not going to be popular, which I'd still be a little surprised about. Yeah. Um, if they're not going to be popular, I'd try to get to them in tournaments. I, I, I'm starting with the Bear, with the uh, Lions in cash um, at 3600 bucks, just kind of what I think is the cheapest viable play. The Bears 27th in adjusted points allowed to defenses. Even since 
you know, if you use the Patriots game when, you know, the Bears offense kind of got going, Justin Fields is still taking 3.1 sacks per game since the Patriots game. So I still think there's a pretty nice sack floor for the Lions defense this week. I am not going to start with the Lions because I think they're going to be lots of points on both sides of this one that that make it tough for that defense to score. Plus, that defense stinks. So I'm going to start with the Eagles at 4,400 against the Saints. Second in our FanDuel dollars per point projections right now. Single digit ownership projection. Um, tied for fifth at the position in that category. That would be my favorite defense play across formats because it's a good defense. It's a decent price and it's a high upside matchup against the saints. I agree that the, the 49ers at five K, if they stay down that low in projected ownership, uh, you have to find a way to get to them because there's yeah. the, 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 the ceiling is clearly higher for them against these Raiders than for any other defense. For sure. Yeah. Um, I would go up to the Jets if I had the extra money for in cash at 4100 bucks. Um, just a good defense against a, a struggling Seahawks offense. Um, we'll see if they get Tyler Lockett back. And the Jets are also just 2% projected ownership, so I think they're a strong play in tournaments. Um, and then, yeah, again, like you said, the, the 49ers, if they don't get to double-digit percent projected ownership, I'm going to try to get them in tournaments. That's going to do it for this week 17 FanDuel podcast. You can head over to DraftSharks.com now, mess with the lineup generator, build your own lineups for playing on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. You can also find articles from our boy Kevin highlighting top plays in cash and tournament lineups on FanDuel this week. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaft saying thanks so much for swimming with us.